the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, service says a Texas woman suspected in the fatal shooting of professional cyclist Anna Mariah Wilson has been arrested in Costa Rica. Authorities say 34-year-old Caitlin Marie Armstrong arrested on Santa Teresa Beach and will be returned to the U.S. where she faces a charge of murder. Will- that is correspondent Jason Walker reporting breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. This is a paid program and is provided for informational purposes only. This station is not responsible for the problems that Mark may cause for the following. Wife's mothers, daughters, ex-wives, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, stepmothers, daughters, and in-laws. If you find yourself agreeing with everything Mark says, please seek professional help. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and for the next 56 minutes, we're going to talk about cars, and you're welcome to join us, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. We can talk about just about anything. I'm good at. Uh, I'm really good with husband and wife's disagreements and arguments. I'm. I'm really good. I mean, Judge Judy's got nothing on me. The idea is, is that there's just a lot of. The internet has created um, this subculture of people who are experts in everything. And when you go to Google a question, then they chime in and you find out that in reality it's an ex-convict in Chicago uh, State Prison, (laughs) Illinois State Prison, and he has access to the Internet and he's been serving a 40-year sentence. and, and, And when he's in prison, he's a cook. So those are the kinds of things that you have to be careful about. Be careful about um, what it is you do to your car and 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 take make sure that you don't take any chances um, on compromising the safety of the car because we we see that all the time we see people removing emission control devices from their cars folks emission control devices treat the exhaust after the motors already consumed the air and the gasoline you're not going to get anything at all by taking your catalytic converter off your car or anything like that. There's not one iota of horsepower. There's not one iota. There's not one one one-hundredth of a gallon you're going to increase fuel economy. That's just craziness. So we've got lots of vehicle emissions controlled devices, but they all work on the tailpipe, the outlet side of the engine. So we're going to take up front. We're going to go ahead and trim the fuel down, and the computer's looking at the fuel, and the computer holds the faucet, and it just opens up the faucet until it sees the oxygen sensor go. Wait a minute, I'm starting to feel a little heavy on the fuel side, and the computer then closes the valve a little bit more, and about that time, the husband backs off the throttle, 
And so everybody stays that way. Then all of a sudden, the husband gets mad, and he's going to pass the car in front of him, jams the throttle to the floor. The O2 sensor starts screaming, give me gas. And the computer opens the valve up real quick and gives him gas. And then he passes, and then he backs off the throttle, and then we close the valve to shut down the gas. This happens in the blink of an eye. This happens all the time. The computer knows what's going on underneath the hood. The whole purpose of computerized engines is is the tailpipe emissions. Some of the newer model cars, if you were to, if you, now keep in mind I'm using this as an example. It's not the truth, but it's an example. If you locked yourself into your garage with a new car today, you're likely to die of starvation before you die <laughs> of, of any kind of exhaust poisoning. It, they're that clean. They are really, really clean. So the whole idea is in the 70s and the 80s, especially in the 80s, 90s were a lot better. But in the 70s, our cars, you could put yourself in the garage and you'd be dead in 10 minutes. And and, and in the 80s, it was even worse because that's when they started with all the fuel controls. And gosh almighty, some of those cars were, were getting zero miles to the gallon. It was unbelievable the amount of trash that was coming out of the tailpipe of those. So the idea, it, 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 the the whole idea of emissions is is to consume 100% of the fuel, and what comes out of the tailpipe is something that's not going to harm the environment. That's the whole idea. So we don't want f- raw fuel coming out. We don't want unburnt fuel coming out. We we don't want NOx coming out. We don't want carbon dioxide coming out, and we want to be able to control all of those. And the computer and the O2 sensor and all the sensors, all the inputs and all the outputs, they do a good job of that. And your check engine light basically tells you if there's a problem. The computer said, I tested the O2 sensor yesterday. I'm I'm faking this, okay, but this is simply how it works. I tested the O2 sensor the other day, and I fed it a signal that was 5. 5 means the gasoline is faucet is wide open. And when I gave it 5 it didn't respond. Okay, well, the O2 sensor's dead. (laughs) That's all there is to it. It's dead. And how do you do that? Well, you just take the air cleaner assembly off, and you just get a can of carb spray, or you just drip some gas down the intake manifold when it's running, and you overfuel the engine, and the the O2 sensor should scream, wait a minute, and the computer tries to shut the fuel off, but really, I'm pouring fuel into the top of the engine, you know, just a little bit. And so that happens. So it's pretty easy when we when we look at it from that point of view. It's not a good idea to to modify your vehicle um, based on what some guy in Oklahoma says. And we have a caller. Who might that be? Say hello to Bobby. Bobby, good morning. Hey, Mark. Uh, I do my old own oil changes on this uh, 2006 Crown Vic that I bought new, and. Um, when I uh, I always uh, put oil in the new filter, I okay. fill it up, and uh, a couple of times I put the filter back on and just forgot about putting oil in it, you know. And I filled the car up with oil, and as soon as I started it, I got a loud rap for about only about a second and a half, and. Uh, You know, and I, and I, I had just forgotten to put oil in the filter, and I was wondering what it, if that caused that wrap. And so I asked the mechanic, a seasoned mechanic, I didn't tell him, 
I just told him I changed my oil and when I first started it and wrapped. And he said, oh, you didn't put oil in your, uh, you filter it probably. And that's, and so every time I put oil in the filter, which is ever since that happened, I've never had that, that little wrap for a second when I first started. Okay. Except one time I skipped it again a few years later, just like before. Okay, now I want to ask you when you it, screw it the filter it. onto the motor, listen up now. If when you screw the filter onto the motor, is it a 12 o'clock kind of thing? The, the top of the filter, the gasket of the filter goes north and it goes over the filter adapter and then you tighten it up? Or is the otherwise, is the filter in a vertical rested position or in a horizontal rested position? It's in a uh, horizontal. So how can you fill the filter up? and not spill a whole bunch of oil when you screw it on horizontally? Well, it's it's not horizontal. It's at a, at a, did I say horizontal? It's at a bit of an angle. Okay. Is, so, it a, um, is it a 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock angle? Is it a 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock angle? Oh, 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Okay. Type angle, well, yeah. All right. Well, let me just tell you. I don't know what your mechanic said, but you can tell him I said this. Salem pours lots of oil. We have 300-gallon tanks of oil. And we don't put oil in any oil filter ever, ever, ever. And we haven't for the last 40 years. And we probably work on, from Alfa Romeo's all the way through every domestic, every foreign, every European, every motor home. We have huge diesels, tractors. They work on my... my case uh, tractor, they work on my boom lifts, they work on my my uh, bobcats, my tractors. We've never filled an oil filter up. Never. Nor have we ever seen I, an engine that took a, took and went to engine heaven because someone didn't do the oil filter. So I yeah. disagree with what your mechanic says. Maybe that's just a specific thing to that one engine. No, it the isn't. 4.6 Come on, come on. So your 4.6 and every other 4.6 in the whole wide world rattles like that? It just rattled for a second and a half. Very noticeable, too. Okay, okay. Well, I don't know know what's going on. Um, I really wouldn't worry about it. How many miles? Hey, Bobby, how many miles has it got on it? 250,000. Okay. All right, well, um, (laughs) I don't... Bobby... I'm just telling you, I don't know anybody in the oil industry that's ever told anybody we had to fill the oil filters up, and we're not going to fill the oil filter up because then we'd have to pop a can, and then we'd have to pour it in there, and then we'd have to carefully lift it up, and we'd put it in an angle, and half of it would spill out and all that other kind of crap. We're not doing that. And I don't know what the noise is, but it it doesn't ever happen except when an oil changes. Is that correct? Yes or no? Yeah, just a few times that I didn't put oil in the filter. Okay. did it each time. Okay, so you only have two choices. Either continue to put oil in the filter or not. Why don't you do this, though? Let's do fun. Why don't you drive it 1,000 miles and then have somebody stick a suck tube down the dipstick and suck out a little bit of oil and send it off to an oil lab? Then do it again in another 1,000 miles. And let's see what kind of metal growth we have. So you're going to have them do an oil analysis on the first sample that's 1,000 miles old. Then the next sample's 2,000 miles old. And ask them, what kind of growth, what do I have in the oil that suggests that the engine's about ready to die? And here's the answer. Your answer is going to be nothing. 
nothing. Well, it doesn't use any oil to this day between okay. changes. Next okay. to nothing. All right. Well, you can continue to fill the oil, and if it goes in at a little bit of an angle, then you know how much to put in and all that kind of stuff. But no matter what happens, if the oil filter is empty, it's going to suck oil instantly when the motor starts, and it's going to it's going to be full pressurized within the count of one thousand one, one thousand two, one thousand three. It's going to be fully pressurized in that fast. Anyway, got to run, Bobby, but thank you very much. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. There's just lots of stuff out there that's very, very true. There's things out there. For instance, you have an airbag module in your car, and the airbag module monitors your driving habits. And when the airbag goes off, then the module gathers all the data from a while before the crash so when the police impound your car and when they pull your airbag module and they read it and you say honest officer i just turned right you know right over there and i couldn't have been doing 17 miles an hour then later on they'll say how fast were you going again and you say 17 and he goes you know i've got you at 61 miles an hour and about 11 feet before you hit that that uh, other vehicle um you hit the brakes <laughs> and you swerved hard to the right at the same time and you had your radio station on KUPD and you had your air conditioning on mid mid fan speed and stuff like that so it's not a good idea today um you should just abide um by the rule that don't say anything if you're going to say anything then don't say anything but lying is even worse because the car's going to tell on you 602-508-0960. We have five lines. You're welcome to have one. Dr. Sebastian Gorka believes the administration is to blame. A tractor trailer was found outside San Antonio. Inside the container were more than 50 illegal immigrants. Illegal immigrants who were dead. Those deaths are on Joe Biden's administration that opened the border, told the cartels, smuggle as many people as you want. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Weekdays at noon. On Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall, if you're allergic to pork, or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound-chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. 
How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, oh, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmer is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We team. deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. My early Alzheimer's diagnosis was hard to take. But it gave my mom and me more time to plan together. Talk to your family about seeing a doctor. Go to alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. It's 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. You know, when transmissions first came out, automatic transmissions first came out, um, we shifted them in a variety of ways. We used engine vacuum. We used speed. We used what, where the throttle pedal was at. We used a variety of things, and today we use all computers. And the computer monitors how fast you're going, whether you're going uphill or downhill, where your foot's at on the throttle, how much of load is your air conditioning on, how many people are in the car. It does all of that kind of stuff. But a guy that started with automatic transmissions like Fred Flintstone, he knows what the new ones do and the only difference is the computer does it now. That's all. The computer monitors all the activity of what's going on in that engine compartment. And it goes, oh, well, at 46 miles an hour, at 1,700 RPM, with a load index of 2, I should be in fourth gear. And I'm not. I'm in third. Boom. She says to do fourth. That's what happens. Well, one of the oldest guys in the valley, Phil, at Automatic Transmission Exchange, the, he was around when they first came out with automatics, and he's really technically advanced when it comes to computer cars because he understands what we're trying to accomplish. So the only transmission shop I can tell you to go to is Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington, and when you go there, you'll recognize that you've passed that place four million times as you go to the Sun Games and go downtown, but he's got a transmission outside on a big pole. So that's Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington. Mike? How you doing? What can we do for you? Morning, Mark. Love your show. Thank yeah, you. I'm uh, thinking about buying a, uh, a 2013, the first-gen uh, Ford Raptors. Um, is there any pros and cons? What What do you think about those? Well, I, I, I think what you should do is, is have someone inspect the car, do some emission testing on it. You can take it through emissions, just pay the fee. What comes out of the tailpipes tells us everything about what's going on underneath the hood. You're going to run, want to run a Carfax on it, and then you're going to want to have the shop who's going to be responsible for taking care of that car do a used car checkover. 
So they're going to put it up on the rack. They're going to look for body damage, frame damage. They're going to look at oil leaks. They're going to look at the suspension, what components are new, what components aren't new. They're going to know all of that kind of stuff. And all of us have what we call a used car checkover. Do all of that before you buy it. Okay. Now, the Thank Raptor's fine. Nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with the Raptor. Are you buying it? I, I wouldn't want you to buy it from somebody who bought it two weeks ago. Because they bought it at an auction, and they're lying to you. They're probably lying to you about my grandma had it, and then my grandpa had it, and then they died. And my sister got it, and they come up with all this stuff. But run a Carfax on it to find out. Because I want to tell you, it happens all the time in my world. Oh, I'm buying this from my neighbor, and and uh, and and he's a single owner on the car, and all this kind of stuff. And we run a Carfax, and it's five. It's five own. He's five owners deep. And he's representing that he had it as as a brand new car. Well, if he's lying about that, then he's probably lying about some other stuff too. So, and then the Carfax also documents all the mileages and stuff to make sure that nobody's rolled it back a hundred thousand miles, and it really has a hundred and thirty instead of just thirty. So, so do yourself a favor and protect yourself the best. But the Carfax is the one of the easiest things to to do to make sure that you know what the history of the car is. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Mark. You bet, Mark. Thank you, Steve. You're up next. How can I help you? Yeah, you were talking about that computer uh, control stuff. How extensive is the data that it does record on that? I I know how much you weigh. (laughs) (laughs) I know what radio stations you listen to. I know your climate controls. Um, I know know that you sit there for only about three and a half seconds before you put it in reverse and back out of the driveway. And I know how you drive to work. Even as far as the radio? Oh yeah. I mean, let me say that the computer is is helping you with your sound system, but I yeah. couldn't go in and find out. I mean, with the level of data that I'm going to gather out of that, that your radio habits are not going to be in there. Right. But right. but Ford and Chevy know, and so does everybody else know your driving habits and your and, and don't forget you're connected to the oh, cloud. Right. On all the newer right. and cars. I understand some of those uh, some of those insurance companies. You plug in that little thing, and then they monitor your driving habits, and then they get, maybe give you a discount for right. letting them, you know, track right. you for three months. Another quick question: uh, You heard any information or got any intel on the uh, diesel oil shortage or the DEF situation that might be coming around the corner? No, no, I'm not familiar with that. Um, our vendor is Chevron, and obviously we buy our oil from Chevron, and we buy our DDF right. from Chevron, and um, they're not saying anything. We are a big vendor. of We, we have right. a diesel division, and no, the answers we're not afraid of it. So far, so good. Um, you know, this, this computer chip shortage and all that other kind of stuff, there's just a lot of people out there like me that just, this isn't what happened. What happened is, is we lost a lot of workers. What happens is, is, is production slowed down. A lot of places closed right. up because we had people sick and they're taken off. It it really has to do with that. The, the, it's kind of like the big thing about China makes all of our parts. Well, they pretty much do make all of their parts, but they're, they're good parts. I don't care what they say. They're good parts. They're made to our right. specification, and if the part's a, part's a big piece of junk, it's because the the specifications made it that way. It's not because they made it that way. And I'm not sticking up for them, but I can tell you right now, half of my Dodge diesel truck, more than half, came from China. 
yeah. and I, I'm not concerned about that. But um, the the data is is pretty significant. You bring up something that I wanted to hit on one more time. There's lots of insurance companies that want you to plug this device into your car where they can monitor your driving habits. That's a very bad thing to do. There's exactly. no benefit to that at all, and especially if you've got a teenage driver. So, but they do make them for mothers and fathers. You can get that for your 16-year-old kid. And to be honest with you, I don't know if I, I've said this before, I think. When my kid was in high school, um, together we bought a IROC Camaro and, and, and we fixed it up for him. He got in a whole bunch of trouble. So I put a 40-mile-an-hour speed limit on that car. And, nice. Um, he, he got <laughs> caught drag racing, and um, I said to the judge, I'm going to make this car go no faster than actually 39, 39 miles an hour, and I'm going to control his throttle angle. I'm going to control the sh- transmission shifts. I'm going to do all of this. And he goes, I want to drive the car. So the judge gets out, and he drives the car, and he comes back, and he goes, that's awesome. He says, at 40, everything's fine. At 41, the motor dies. I mean, it goes to idle. So I said, so he's up against an eight-point driving ticket, eight-point ticket that's going to lose his license for a year or two. He goes, how long are you going to leave it in? And I said, you tell me. <laughs> he goes, six months, and he can't have a ticket. I said, hell, he can't go fast enough to get a ticket. So he yeah. says, fine. This was in the Chandler court. So we left it in there for six months, and I went back, and he says, what, what do you think he should have? And I said, whatever you want him to have, just not an eight-point drag racing ticket. And he goes, how about a two-point red light ticket? He pleads guilty to two-point red light. And I says, talk to him. <laughs> so, now, this is the 43-year-old kid that now runs our performance and our diesel division. So um, I'm real familiar with how to control the kids' cars. But if you really want to control the kids' cars, get yourself a burner phone, stick it in the back of the car, and you can monitor everything they do, including the sound in the back seat. <laughs> and that's the easiest way to monitor your teenagers. All right, Alrighty. thanks a lot. Have a blessed weekend. Thank yeah. you. Thank Bye-bye. you very much. All righty. And we're going to, uh, you know, it's Bob is next, right? Is And we just did Steve, didn't we? Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. Bob, you stay there because I, I won't do you justice because um, I've got in 52 seconds, i got to say goodbye for just about three or four minutes. So you stay there. Everybody else, we have four lines open because Bob's got one. So 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We're going to be here till the top of the hour, till 12 o'clock. And, uh, and you're welcome to call in and we'll talk about your car problems. Or if there's an argument in your family about gasoline, about oil, about windshield washer fluid, about whether you should have this, this, the uh, airbag up against your chest or whether you should be five or six inches away from it. These are the kinds of things that I deal with every day of my life. But if you have a question or if you have a silly argument and you say, my wife says or my husband says and then my dad says this, I'm good at those two. So that's 602-508-0960. Gil's the one that answers the phone. He's the engineer of this train and he's the reason this show is as good as it is. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. 
hear the latest reporting and analysis on the big stories of the day on the Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's top-notch reporting from SRN News, along with the sharpest insight from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, and the voices of townhall.com. The Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's your first look at today's top stories. Available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and at salempodcastnetwork.com. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. (laughs) Hey, everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment. Together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman! You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. All about that demon, all okay, okay. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Kurt's Auto Repair. He's a proud and he's independent, family-owned and operated. 
he was recognized as one of the Better Business Bureau Ethic Awards winners a year or so ago, and that says a whole lot. He opened up in 1987. He works on domestic and import, both gas and diesel. And I jokingly say he'll even fix your weed eater if it doesn't start. He rolls his eyes when I say that, but I know that he's fixed a couple of weed eaters. <laughs> so he's got ASE certified technicians. They're well trained. They're certified, but more important, they're experienced. They weren't born yesterday. Kurtz Autos at I-17 and Bell in Phoenix. He's a, he's a good guy. Let's go to Bob number one because we have Bob, Bill, and then Bob. But Bob number one, you're first. What's up? Oh, thank you for taking the call. I have a kind of a dilemma, if you will. I have a, a 29 uh, E-Class uh, 300E class with 60,000 miles, okay. and I want to do a tranny service on it. And the one price I got where I usually go, which I really like, was over a thousand, about a thousand dollars. Then I called three other Mercedes dealers, and I got prices from 550, 750, 850, and then of course this 1,000. And uh, I already have an answer for you. What is that? Well, the real question is: Is are we going to? Who's pulling the pan, and just replacing a third of the fluid and replacing the filter, or who is flushing all the old out with new, and who's doing both? So I'm going to well, just the, cut, just call goodies. I, I yeah, I uh, I thought there was something to that effect uh, because I talked to the thousand dollar guy. And he says how they basically take everything apart and I guess they flush out the old stuff with the new oil and then right. they just, right. you know, right. That's clean what it said. out. And then, and, then, and then the other guy, the 550 one, says, well, you know, if you drop the pan, most of the oil comes out. And I didn't quite buy all that because I hear a lot of oil gets stuck in a converter anyway. But if that's okay, well, true, let, I don't know. Okay, but, but let, me, let me explain, okay? Um, there most of us, most of us, are going to do the filter at 60 to 90. And we're going to pull the pan, the filter, we're going to do three quarts in the filter, we're done. And then we're going to look inside the pan. There better not be any snap rings or any parts in there. It should just be a little bit of clutch material. Boom, we're done. The next time we're going to flush it, and we're not going to do the filter. So we do a, we do a filter, and then we do a flush. Then we do a filter, and then we do a flush. And those are spaced somewhere between 60 and 100,000 miles apart. I, I want you to call Goody's Automotive in North Scottsdale and talk to Goody. Okay. This gray-haired guy is the most, the smartest, the kindest, the gentlest. He is so, so no, not in your face. Just say to him, Goody, Mark said, I got this E-Class with 60,000 miles in it. What do you suggest I do to the transmission? I want, I want to do something now. And Goody, would you put a number to that? That's all you have to say. I don't okay, know where he's going to be, but he's a good guy, and he'll tell you the right. And he may say to you, you're not due till 100. I don't want to do it till 100. And and you say, well, can you at least smell the fluid and look at it? Yeah, come on by. He pulls the stick. He wipes it on a white piece of paper. He looks at it. He smells it. You're done. I'll see you at 100. He's that kind of a guy. And you know what else? He does just Mercedes. That's all he does. And he's the smartest. He's fixed Mercedes for me over the phone. He's that smart. Wow. And he's 400 years old, too. So call, <laughs> call Goody and tell him Mark Salem said that you, he, you would take my call. Okay? Yeah, and, and this is that the name of the, the official name of the business, Goody's? Or? Yeah, 
Yeah, goodies. I think it's okay. G O O D I E S or G O D Y S. I don't remember. One of the two. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, thanks for that advice. I okay. appreciate it. Okay. You're more than welcome. Bill, you're up next. How can I help you? Yes, I have an old Ford Jeep Wrangler, and uh, they're known to run hot. I understand that, but this time of gun, I can't get to cool down. It, uh, I just redlined. I just go two miles up to Walmart and back, and it redlined on me when I got back to my garage. I've had a new radiator put in. I've had new thermostats put in, flushed the radiator. Okay, I know stop. They're, run, they're stop, known stop. to run hot. I understand this. Okay, stop. It's supposed to run between half and three quarters. You said it's flirting or sitting on the red. So we are in we are in trouble. The question is, is when it's in the red, this is kind of like my turn to ask, ask questions. When it's in the red, is it going past the cap? Are we spitting coolant out of the radiator into the overflow? And then are we filling the overflow and spitting coolant out onto the ground? <laughs> no. Okay. Is there any other signs other than the gauge that tells you that this thing is in the red? No. Okay. What happens is that it drains all the fluid out of my, my overflow and then blows it back, puts it back in. Okay. Okay. This could be a bad radiator cap. <laughs> the cap is probably no, a 14. Wait. Say that again. I did, do, I did try that. I got a new radiator cap. I ordered it off the Internet. Uh, whatever it is, uh, Amazon, and uh, it got hotter with that on there. So I put my old one back on, and it was better. Okay, it runs gonna, I, I can't fix your car because you're going to need some help because because you've already been on the internet and you've ordered a radiator cap on the internet. You didn't go to Checker yeah, or really. AutoZone or, I mean, no. I, I look at the real question is 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 it really overheating? Is it really overheating? And if it's getting into the red zone and it's blowing past your cap, you got a major problem. That means we have compression from the engine into the cooling system, and your cooling system is going to pop the cap at about 14 pounds of pressure. But the compression in your cylinders is is well past 100. So something happened. Someone overheated it. Somebody drove it well, not, not knowing it was overheating or whatever. But you're going to have to have somebody go in and determine if it's the head gasket, and, and probably is. Uh, you already and and but we can't we can't do this. Well, I think you should check the fan. I already did. I think you should check the thermostat. I already did. I think you should check the cap. I already did. You 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 you're, you we're not going to make any progress that way. But the diagnostic of this probably won't take an hour. So I, I think you should just take it to a shop and have somebody look at it. But I, I like the fact that you said it's in the red. The real question is, is all the other symptoms along with it. Are we blowing steam into the coolant overflow? Are we overflowing the coolant jug? Um, are we seeing it coming out of the cap and boiling all around the radiator? That clearly means you have a mechanical problem, and, and chances are that's going to be an ugly one. But the good news is it could be a water pump that's lost its impeller. But I want to tell you, in 40 years of working on cars, I've only seen that happen one time. i got to run. Thank you very much. And other Bob, stay right there because you're going to be my first caller. And we have open lines at 602-508-0960. Former President Trump breaking his silence on the race for governor in Arizona, throwing his support behind Carrie Lake. 
Hello, this is President Donald Trump, and I just wanted to tell you that you have a great, great fighter running for governor of Arizona. Her name is Carrie Lake. She is outstanding. She will be somebody that you'll be very proud of, and she has my complete and total endorsement. Paid for by Put Arizona First Pack, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. What's wrong with the weather? Are COVID climate engineering operations already ongoing? Are weather modification operations robbing us of our rain? What else is our government hiding from us about COVID-19 and countless other issues? If you want answers to questions corporate media talking heads won't touch, tune into the weekly non-political commercial-free Global Alert News Hour, Sunday evenings at 8 p.m. on 960 The Patriot. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org. Hey, guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games with his sons. But the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just stares at the walls, twists and turns and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cords. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. Zeros and ones. But the love from his kids is totally apparent. See, you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. You should have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Introducing the YMCA. What, you already know the Y? Or so you think. Sure, you know the why for a swim, a workout, even a game of hoops. But did you know we're more than that? We're a cause. When you take your jump shot at the why, someone else is getting job training. Take a cardio class while kids are in an after-school enrichment program. Practice your downward-facing dog as a teen practices her leadership skills. That's the why. We work with people no matter their age, income, or background and give them the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive, all with one simple goal in mind, to strengthen our community. And we've got so much more that does just that. So while you might think of the Y as that place for lifting weights, we're also about lifting entire communities. Introducing the Y. We're so much more than a place. We're a cause. Visit ymca.net slash more. Welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We just got off the phone just a minute ago with Bill, who had a Wrangler, and he had a run hot thing. And the the, the show is kind of give and take. And what I picked up from him is is that um, he it's getting into the red zone, so it is hot. That's that's important. And then it's also spitting coolant into the overflow tank, which means the cooling system is in distress. Um, and so I've had time to think about this, Bill, and I think you should make sure that the water pump belt is running and that the pulley that it's driving is spinning, which is the water pump. So you need to check the belts in the water pump, and then you also need to take the thermostat out and replace it. So I, I don't know about all the rest of the stuff that uh, you were talking about, but there is a process that you use to diagnose this, and it's pretty simple. And I'm putting in block sealer and having talking to all the guys on Google on the Internet. Everybody's going to have a different idea, but here's the deal. There's a circle of cooling system. The circ- it's a circular thing. The dam 
that keeps it from circulating in a clockwise position. The dam is the thermostat. If the thermostat doesn't open, then half of the circle has got cold coolant in it and it's not moving, and the other half has hot coolant and it's going to contaminate the whole engine because it's going to get hot, then it's going to turn from a liquid to a vapor steam, and then all of a sudden it's going to start blowing past the cap. So we need that circle to complete, but a water pump that's not being driven by the belt or it's locked up and the belt's just sliding over it, it's the same thing as the thermostat. We're not circulating the water. The diagnostic process would take a guy like me and, you know, half of the technicians I know in the city in half an hour or less. I mean, we could diagnose this, and, and a lot of times you're going to diagnose it and fix it at the same time. So those are the kinds of things that I want you to be careful with is is don't go crazy and don't go buy a new motor. It's not that time yet. Bob, good morning, and I understand you're from Payson. Yes, sir, I am. How you doing, Mark? I'm good. Good. Thank you for asking. Hey, I'm putting new tires on my 73 sports car. The other ones have 25 years on them. They only have 5,000 miles, and they're getting a little hard. They're good tires, but I can't find the tire. I, I, I finally find Continental Pro Contact. I know you sell and you spoke of Toyo tires, which I have on my Honda, and they're very good. You suppose Toyo makes a 195, 65, 15? You know, I, I don't know. You could go to the Toyo right. website and you could look or you could call Alan and ask him. He has the, I mean, we have all that data available, but I, I just, I don't know that. I, I can't imagine why they wouldn't. Um, the tires are made in Atlanta, Georgia, and we've not had a problem with Toyo of us needing, I mean, even we did some tires on a on an old VW, I think they were 165 15s or something like that which is a tire that was good for like three years and that's it and and we were able to find those but we have a variety of tire people that we deal with um let let me offer you this too have you called the discount tire down at fountain hills (laughs) so i'm going to monday morning (laughs) okay that that that's really that's the very best thing i can tell you is they have access to just everything and i'm going to tell you and everybody else like i always say i work for them in the legal arena i'm a mechanical expert and so they put on a set of tires two and a half years later one of the tires and wheels falls off and there's a crash then if they get sued then i'm involved and i say to them yes this is your fault or no it isn't here's why not so i'm going to i'm going to wash that in front of you right now but i think your best bet is just to call them and um and i'm quite sure they're yeah. going to be able to accommodate you yeah i wanted michelin pilot sports at Pirelli p0s and they unfortunately they only make it in larger diameters now yeah, and and I don't know that that I'd be real particular about the brand. Um, it's just I want you to have a name you recognize. That's all. That's all. Continental, a, Continental's pretty good, I think. Continental's a good tire. Continental. The, the, most of us older guys believe Continental is a very soft and sticky tire, and that's good that's for people that. Okay, but but it's not it's not a long wearing tire. <laughs> it's not a highway tire. <laughs> I don't drive this car a thousand miles a year, and I'm old. So. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, I mean, now, if you don't drive it a thousand miles a year, why do you need a sticky tire? I drive the Pine and Strawberry Christopher Creek on the twisties, and I like to drive it. Okay, okay. I'm I'm following you. I'm I'm getting what you're laying down. Okay, I agree with you. 
if 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 the car's used in that environment and in that in in on those roads that I know very well, um, I agree with you that you should get a sticky tire, and I I think a Continental would be a good one to to, to hunt down. Okay, Mark, you have a great Fourth of July, sir, and hopefully we have more. Yes, yeah, yeah, both of us. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. There, you you got a couple old guys talking to one another right there. Um, both of us have, I, and I, I, the voice was familiar. And and I'm up in Payson. I broadcast from Payson when I'm up here. I can either broadcast from our our repair shop in Tempe, or I can broadcast from Payson because we have radio infrastructure at both places. And um, but it it is it is fun. The name was really familiar. Um, I'm sure he'll call me. He probably has my cell phone number, and he's going to call me and say that was me. And and I'm glad to, to see that. If you have any questions about car repair, and, and and by the way, Gil, we don't have anybody in queue, right? Okay, fair enough. Um, my email address is Mark with a K at MarkSalem.com. Salem like the cigarette. Mark at MarkSalem.com. My website is MarkSalem.com. On my website, I have FAQs, and the FAQs have been created over a period of 40 years. So if I get the same question and I keep track of all the questions I get, then I just build an FAQ about the question. So I have a vibration. The first question I'm going to ask you is, is it shaking the seat of your pants or is it shaking the steering wheel? And and the reason I'm asking you that is is because if it's shaking the seat of your pants, it's going to be in the back of the car. <laughs> and if it's shaking the steering wheel, it's going to be in the front of the car. And you can save yourself money if you just... And, and there's three answers to that question. Yes, no, or I don't know. Now, women know how to say I don't know. And, and you just want to... You can't, but you just want to hug them for just telling you the truth. But guys, they'll never say, I don't know. They'll never say that. So they'll tell you it's to the front, and then they bring the car in, and you go drive it, and you're gone about two and a half seconds, and you go, got a problem in the front end of this baby. <laughs> you don't know what to do with the guy sitting next to you that says, no, it's it's not in the front end of the car. So I'm I'm making fun of this kind of, of, of stuff that all repair shops go through, but it's it's really better just there's only three answers, yes, no, or I don't know. And I don't know is an acceptable answer. Um not too long ago, we had a very expensive car in the shop, and it had been to a lot of other places, and it, it was running hot. And so Eddie, our 33-year veteran that's worked for us for 33 years, and he's an ASE master technician, so am I, um, he gets his temperature gun out that he bought from Harbor Freight. And we, we buy those by the boxes. We give them to people after they spend $1,000 on a set of tires. We teach them how to use the temperature gun to take the tire's temperature. And that we know it, at a 175, it's too damn hot, and you've got to stop where you're at. That, that happens maybe once every two years. Somebody will admit that they overheated a tire, and usually it's because it's low on air, that kind of stuff. So anyway, he's gunning this six-cylinder motor in this old car, and he finds that the two middle cylinders are a lot hotter than the two front ones and the two back ones. So he comes to the conclusion that he's going to stop popping the freeze plugs out of it so that we can look inside the cooling system, and someone has filled the cooling system with what looks like gravel from cat litter. (laughs) It's just crazy. And so we take big pressure washers, and we go inside, and we pop a couple of other freeze plugs out, and we spent, I think we spent six hours until we got all that vermiculite out of the inside of that engine. 
and we were using high pressure wands with water, high pressure air guns. We were blowing stuff. It, I mean, that bay was just a mess in an effort to get all that out of there. And then we'd fill it up with water and we'd take the lower hose off the radiator and we'd run it and we'd pump that and we took the thermostat out of it and we'd pump the water out and we'd, we just did everything we could. We finally got it out. Pff, car fixed. The real question is, is who the hell put vermiculite in the cooling system? <laughs> and why? So it took a while to find it. It took a longer to fix it. But the, at the end of the day, the answer is, is that those two cylinders were hotter, the middle two, than the two on the left and the two on the right. It was a long six-cylinder motor. So there's shops out there that, that have those kinds of problems every day. And, and I, I'm proud to say that I'm part of that group because us old guys with gray hair, it's easier for us to call one another. Have you ever seen this? When you honk the horn on this old Buick, it pops the trunk lid. You know, I haven't seen that one yet. Did you Google it? And if you say that to one of us old guys, it makes us mad. Because it's like, we're not going to Google it. We're going to figure out what it is. But every once in a while, somebody will admit that they did Google something. And actually, it did send them in the correct direction. Not for the repair, but in the correct direction. And so um, it, those are the kinds of things that happen in car repair. Today, car repair, in my opinion, is a lot easier because we have so much more data. We have emissions. And what comes out of the tailpipes tells us what's going on underneath the hood. So if we have a spark plug, that's a hydrocarbon problem. If, we have, if we're sucking fuel out of the canister, then that's a CO problem and a hydrocarbon problem. And so we can look at the tailpipes, and if it's supposed to be 10 and it's 110, then we kind of know where to go. We don't, we don't kind of know. We know where to go. And so that's, that's what we've really learned over the last 30, 40, 50 years is, is what comes out of the tailpipe tells us what's going on underneath the hood. And it's the same way with blown head gaskets and bad fuel injectors and all the other maladies that, that contaminate. But, but here's the thing I want to leave you with for this hour. And the cars of today are so far superior to anything that we've ever had before. The cars of today, if you don't overheat them or run them low on oil, they'll do a half a million miles, and it won't take a... I mean, it's just... The horse is not going to be old after that. We've got cars out there with two and 300,000 miles that don't leak oil. We've got cars well-maintained, not over-maintained, just well-maintained, that are as fresh as the day they were born. We have oil that's far superior to anything that we had in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. We have coolants, coolants and, and, and different modifiers that we add to the cooling system to help dissipate heat. We've got those that we didn't have before. We have spark plugs that go 100,000 miles. That's four times around the equator. Do you know how many times they spark in 10 feet? So we have these high-intensity, high these tritium spark plugs that just last forever and in the old days we replaced spark plugs every three to five thousand miles because they were just wiped out so when you look at the big picture it's so much better than it was and and the salem family as far as we're concerned we're driving cars well in well over a hundred thousand miles my wife's got one for sale at that 2014 edge uh, has 146,000, but it doesn't leak any oil, doesn't use any oil, doesn't have any cylinder problems, past emissions its whole life. I don't know how many, oil, it's 17, 20 oil changes in it, all kinds of stuff. I'm putting that together in case you're interested. But the bottom line is, is that the every single time that we have a bad engine in the last year, 
it's because of who had their hands on the steering wheel. It had nothing to do with the car. It wasn't a Ford, a Chevy, a Honda, a Toyota, or a, or a Subaru, or a Renault. And speaking of Renaults, I know somebody in East Mesa that has six old Renaults. We're looking for someone who is interested in Renault parts or Renault cars. And if you're that person and you know someone who's interested in Renaults, which is a French car, we have six of them. And they're in 78 and 79, and there are 15s, and there's one R17. And they'll understand that if they're a Renault person. So put them in touch with Mark Salem, and the easiest way is MarkSalem.com. Thank you for spending your Saturday with me. God bless you. Drive safely. And if somebody does something nice for you, it's always a good idea to just give them a wave and let them know that you noticed that they did something nice. They let you into traffic. And that makes people's days. I'll see you next Saturday right here on KKNT. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.